Welcome back, folks, to Schaefer's Market Mashup. This is your host, Patrick Martin. Hope everybody's staying safe, wearing a mask, keeping cool, all that jazz. If you're on the East Coast, hang in there with Hurricane Isaias. I know my mom and dad lost power up in Connecticut, so hang in there, guys. Although you probably won't be listening to this for a while, as I'm now realizing. And if you're on the West Coast, not really sure what's going on. Well, wait, no, we've got the PGA Championship in San Francisco. So, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Let's jump right into it. Uh, last week, the Dow turned in a weekly loss, but the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ both locked up weekly wins. However, all three benchmarks did post huge July wins for the month, uh, their third straight monthly win. And this week so far, which is the first full trading week of August, the Dow, S&P 500, and the NASDAQ are all looking at hearty weekly wins, even though the Dow and S&P, as of this recording, are on track to snap their four-day win streaks. Looking over at Todd Salomone, uh, Schaefer's Senior VP of Research, his Monday morning outlook brought up some interesting things with the S&P 500. He noted the round percentage returns with respect to the previous year's close or a major high or low as a significant pivot or hesitation point to keep in mind. Uh, in this case, or in this previous iteration, he looks at the round year-to-date break-even level that has been tested for the past couple of months. And for the upcoming week, the 3,172 area is one to focus on. He notes that that coincides with a round 10% year-over-year return for the index at this week's end. Since early June, rallies have been stifled around levels that correspond to the S&P 500's 10% year-over-year return level. At last check, the SPX was seen at 3,327.77. So that level has not become an issue to this week, barring a late week collapse. But tune in next Monday with our Monday morning outlook to see what other levels Todd could be looking at now. Let's take a quick dive into the CBOE Volatility Index, ticker VIX, which as I referenced before, is considered Wall Street's fear gauge. And those aren't ironic air quotes, by the way. It's actually called that. Uh, the VIX on Wednesday, August 5th, fell to its lowest close since February 21st. Uh, and once again, headed for a weekly loss. And it would be its seventh weekly loss in the last eight weeks. Uh, that 24 level that was mentioned in Monday Morning Outlook two weeks ago and on my pod last week, has been breached, but keep an eye on it to see if it's reclaimed because as of last check, the VIX was trading around 23.49. Want to do a quick rundown of the stocks with the most unusual options activity in the last five trading days. There's the usual heavy hitters. You've got Apple, ticker AAPL, Microsoft, ticker MSFT, 
advanced micro devices, ticker AMD, which I referenced last week, Facebook, ticker FB, all of which had their earnings reports in that time frame of the last five days. There's some other interesting names that popped up on the list though. You have Apple supplier Qualcomm, ticker QCOM, a little tough to pronounce there. They nabbed a post-earnings pop of 15.2% back on Thursday, July 30th. And on that same day, QCOM options traded at nine times the average intraday amount. Pinterest, which I still am not 100% sure what it is. I don't have one. I, it's been explained to me a million times and I still can't grasp it. Nevertheless, they saw options flying off their shelves 8.9 times the average intraday amount on Friday, July 31st, and that was in the wake of its pretty impressive quarterly report. It makes sense. Can't really go out and do much. Why don't you stay? And I think it's a crafting app. So that's something that can be done during a stay-at-home order and during a pandemic. It does not surprise me that they are looking towards the upside. There's also cannabis stock Tilray, ticker TLRY, with volume running at 8.4 times the average intraday amount yesterday. I looked and I didn't see any big news drivers in the cannabis sector or with Tilray in particular. I did look at their chart. It shows a ton of consolidation between the $7 and $9 level in, for the past couple of months. Tilray is down 52% in 2020, uh, but the top open interest position is the September 10th call. So with Tilray last seen trading at $7.78, buyers of those calls are banking on a big push higher from the weed stock in the next month or so. Don't have much of a vaccine update, but there were, were some things that caught my eye. Uh, there was a Markets Insider article that referenced Goldman Sachs, who apparently thinks markets are underpricing the prospect that at least one coronavirus vaccine will be developed and ready for use by the end of 2020. Goldman Sachs believes there's this upside scenario of the S&P 500 rising 11% up to 3,700 by the end of the year. Um, it's all speculation at this point, you know, because nobody knows. However, what is for certain is that you definitely, as an investor, would want to take advantage of a huge macro event like this before it happens. And the only way to do so is to follow vaccine updates as closely as possible. On that note, Wednesday, August 5th, Janssen Pharmaceuticals, uh, Johnson & Johnson's ticker J&J &J unit, they entered a supply agreement with the U.S. government for 100 million doses of its coronavirus vaccine, potential coronavirus vaccine. The deal is worth over $1 billion. And interestingly enough, J&J &J reacted marginally on the charts. I think it didn't even gain 1%. Uh, that supports my developing hypothesis that supply chain news about a vaccine won't move the needle much. We need concrete updates from the vaccine in its simplest form. Does it work? How quickly can we get it?
It's not a vaccine update, but this breaking news just came across my desk. I like to act like I'm an actual news anchor. President Donald Trump did say today that a vaccine could come right around dot 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 November 3rd. Good thing that's a completely random date and not near any other important event. I have no idea how he pulled that date out of a hat. The only thing that looks to be on my radar on that week is an earnings, couple earnings reports from Roku, maybe. Yeah. So, the best piece of advice I can offer is just to keep your ear to the ground for any sort of updates. Big or small, they're worth calling out because eventually something's got to give. And when it does, I think there could be this huge push to the upside or downside, depending on what the news is. One thing I've decided to do or I've resolved to do in this new era of just constant stress, constant worry, tension, uh, I want to find a way to look on the bright side. Call me a sucker, but I can't resist some level-headed optimism every now and then or those commercials from Nike about we're going to get through this. I know it's corporate feel-goodery, but it's what we need at this point. Uh, but here's a little more realistic optimism. Uh, a tweet from Paulina Likos. Uh, the pandemic has accelerated transformations in the technology, health, manufacturing, transportation, and energy sectors. She questions, were we already heading towards this transformation or did COVID-19 bring about new secular trends? It's an exciting thing to think about that maybe this terrible, terrible event accelerated some need to adapt that wasn't going to happen unless this critical event occurred. It's an exciting prospect to see what of our lives could change for the better once we actually do get over the hump. So I'll leave you with that exciting prospect. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to head over to shafersresearch.com. Subscribe to our free newsletters. Last week, I called out our market recap newsletter. Today, I want to shine a light on our five-minute market rundown. Folks, it really is a five-minute rundown. I'm a slow, careful reader, and I finished it. I timed myself in four minutes and 33 seconds. I may be biased, but I truly believe it's the easiest way to catch up on the past week's trading activity. Every Friday, you'll get the scoop on the week's market-moving events, see what stocks and trends made headlines, uh, as well as what the upcoming week holds, all, all with links to in-depth articles that we've written throughout the week. Uh, subscribe now. You'll get it in your inbox Saturday morning. So you can watch this week's PGA Championship first major of 2020, by the way, and get caught up on the Wall Street action all at the same time. That's a win-win. Anyway, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it, we're there. You want any specific topics covered, you want to hop on and chat with me, be my guest, literally be my guest. Uh, email me at pmartin at sir-inc.com. I would love to set something up. Thanks again and have a great weekend.